most annoying sound in the world? You know I'm totally off script right now. The Green New Deal, right? Darling, is the wind blowing today? I'd like to watch television, darling. Russia, 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 Russia. He's a bad, bad guy. And you're listening to a special edition of Flashpoints as the Election Crimes Bulletin returns just in time with best-selling author Greg Palace, The Best Democracy Money Can Buy. That's a book, that's a movie, and that's something you can check out if you already haven't done it. Greg, welcome back to Flashpoints. I hear you've been uh, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. What have you been up to? Oh, dear. Have you heard there's a little problem in Iowa? Anyway, go on. It's very little problem. I'm not worried about white mischief. We'll get to that, Dennis. Uh, just, I do want to give you a piece of breaking news that's about 12 seconds old, just before I got on air. Um, so then we'll get to it. <laughs> Georgia first. Um, I just won. This is Greg Palast. Uh, I and my uh, co-plaintiff, Helen Butler, uh, the great voting rights leader in Georgia. We've just, a judge has just said we've just won our lawsuit against Brian Kemp. She's not, she doesn't even want to hear about a trial. We didn't even ask for this. She just said Kemp loses. He's been lying. And, um, and we are now going to get all the information about how the election was stolen in Georgia. He's got to open his files. And this, so this is the is current governor. Win. We're talking about the current governor of Georgia, who was the former secretary of state who fixed the election so that Stacey Abrams couldn't be the first African-American governor uh, in history. Yeah, so there. Thank you for the background. This is what it is. It's uh, Brian Kemp was secretary of state. That's the guy that's in charge of uh, the voter rolls and the voting. He eliminated over half a million voters in the year before the election, in which he was running for governor against Stacey Abrams. And um, my, the Palace Investigative Fund, working with Salon, now working with The Guardian, and of course with uh, Dennis Bernstein and Flashpoint, uh, we did an analysis and found out that they wrongly removed at least 340,134 voters, over a third of a million voters, wow. young people, low-income people, black folk, Asian-Americans, Hispanics. That's how Brian Kemp sneaked by to become governor of Georgia. And now a federal judge, I just got the notice, has said, because I demanded that they open their files to show me how they stole this election, including using Chris Kobach, you remember our friend, they used the, the cross-check list uh, created by Chris Kobach, a, a racist purge list. To running for governor now. Running for governor, <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, actually, he already lost, ran and lost for governor. But oh. he's, um, but so what's happening now is that the judge said, I didn't even want, this is not even going to go to trial. I, I Just so you know, I did not, my lawyers did not even ask the judge to take this, what's called Summary Judgment Act, uh, uh, action. It's called the, the lawyers listening will know what this means. Sua sponte. That means the judge on her own just said, I've had it with Brian Kemp. Turn over the material. We're not going to trial. You've been lying to me. I'm not going to put up with this. You're hiding the information. Give it to these people. They got gotcha. and, you. And by the way, I'll have to pay our, uh, our fees too. But um, so this is a big, big win, not just for Greg Palace as a journalist. Not just for Helen Butler, who is the, the uh, executive director of the Reverend Joseph Lowry's civil rights organization. But in addition, it's a big victory for us nationwide to open up these 
files, the secret files that are used to fix these elections and eliminate voters of color. So that's the Georgia news. And now you've asked me about what I was doing in Milwaukee and in Wisconsin, where there's more mischief afoot. And then we'll get to Iowa. Go, baby, go. So what's happening, (laughs) what you're up to uh, in uh, Milwaukee? In Milwaukee, okay. Uh, There you had a governor named Scott Walker. Um, a kind of a, of a Coke uh, glove puppet uh, who was thrown out of office. He lost the election to a guy named Tony Evers, a Democrat, and a, a terrific progressive African-American Mandela Barnes lieutenant governor who has been deeply – he listens to, our, to your program, by the way, and um, is very, very concerned about the massive purge of voters in in uh, Wisconsin, kind of using Brian Kemp's methods from Georgia and taking them to Wisconsin. And they were about to remove 237,000 voters from the voter rolls. Now, understand, this is the presidency is at stake here. Wisconsin was the swing state that handed Trump the presidency by just 24,000 votes. Now, Dennis, they're talking about removing 10 times Trump's margin from the voter rolls. And who are the people that they are removing? When I was in Milwaukee yesterday, I met with the supervisor, uh, the black female supervisor of Milwaukee County. She was on the voter purge list. You're kidding me. They said that she'd moved out of the state. No, she'd moved a block away from her uh, uh, apartment. So this is, the, this is the supervisor in Milwaukee, but this is the people, but she happened to have a problem. She had two problems. She was a woman and she was African-American or is African-American. And that's what they're targeting under completely false, nonsensical information provided by Chris Kobach and provided by do, 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 do the Pew Charitable Trust. And, you know, every time you turn on the petroleum broadcast system, you see this program has been paid for by the Pew Charitable Trust. The Pew Charitable Trust created another hit list to go along with Chris Kobach's hit list. Believe it or not, the Pew Charitable Trust. And they were using that list. Well, that list, like I said, took out the, the black woman who's county supervisor in Milwaukee and has taken out, is, this list is taking out literally a couple hundred thousand mostly low-income voters, in other words, Democrats, this could determine the election. Just so you know, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's his name, Kadraki from uh, the uh, MSNBC, their statistician, has said that as of this moment, Trump and uh, unnamed Democratic opponent would each get about 269 electoral votes, and it will come down to the state of Wisconsin. It comes down to the state of Wisconsin. But you know what? The Koch bro- the Kochs know that. was Charles Koch and Billy Koch now, the two remaining Koch brothers. Um, they know that. And so they are purging the roles of Wisconsin. And that's why it was there. Well, everyone's, you know, uh, has their eye on Iowa. This is how they pull off this mischief because you're looking at Iowa and you're not looking at Wisconsin. 
But we should look at Iowa, too. Hold on, and though. By the way, hold Iowa on, Greg. Let me, Springs. Greg, hold on yeah. a second. First of all, let me let people mm -hmm. know we're speaking with Greg Palace, the best democracy money can buy. This is a segment mm -hmm. we call the Election Crimes Bulletin, where we work with Greg to keep an eye on your vote. Please uh, say a little bit more about how these votes are stolen. How did they take the black supervisor of uh, this county and purge her? Milwaukee. Yeah. Milwaukee, yes. <laughs> um, it's not small. What they did was is that the Pew Charitable Trust, and I don't trust them anymore, it, uh, the Pew Charitable Trust creates a purge list which is sent out to a couple dozen states. Now, the Pew Trust said, you know, oh, don't use this to purge people. It's like someone handing someone a lynching rope, but don't lynch anyone. Don't use this just to willy-nilly purge people. You're supposed to be using this to help people re-register or something like that. The, the truth is, is that it is being used to purge voters. And in particular, there is a a group that was funded by um, a right-wing family, the, the Allen Bradley family of uh, Wisconsin, the very, very right-wing, uh, richest family in Wisconsin. And um, they got lawyers to sue the state, to force the state, even though it's now a Democratic administration, to demand that the state remove these 237,000 people. And a court, because Republican legislature said you must use the Pew Foundation list to purge people. If someone's on the Pew Foundation list, you have to purge them under Wisconsin law. Now, I will say, in, in defense of the Pew Foundation, they said that's not how you're supposed to use our list, but that doesn't matter. They put out this hit list. And Wisconsin Republican legislature, which is a creature of gerrymandering, by the way, uh, the Wisconsin state legislature said anyone on the Pew list which is called ERIC, if you want to know what it's called. The Pew List is, um, must be removed from the voter rolls. And so right now, Mandela Barnes, uh, the, the uh, Democrats and progressives on the elections board are trying to fight this in court. But in the meantime, you have a mass purge going on of voters, overwhelmingly voters of color, overwhelmingly low-income voters. And, you know, that's just one of the tricks that they're pulling off in Wisconsin, including, by the way, Dennis, and this is not minor. For those who know, understand souls to the polls, black people uh, uh, tend to vote. In fact, in many states, in the majority, on the Sunday before the normal election day, because they can't get off work, they don't have transportation, they go to church. And after church, they go to the polling stations and church buses. That's, called, that's why it's called souls to the polls. This is vital in states like Wisconsin, Ohio, Indiana. And what happened was they said no Sunday voting. They eliminated the Sunday early voting in Wisconsin. So the purge, the elimination of, of early voting in Wisconsin, and then they have an ID law in Wisconsin. You'll love this one, Dennis. As you know, we have the gigantic University of Wisconsin system based in Madison, Wisconsin, and, the, and Marquette University in Milwaukee. And these are obviously, the student populations are very progressive and basically very democratic. They said you must have a state photo ID to vote. 
Now, University of Wisconsin students get a state photo ID, but that they said the university ID couldn't be used for voting. Do you like that? That's perfect. Now, according to the University of Wisconsin itself, they did a, an analysis and said that 50,000 students were not were blocked from voting by that law, and that was the margin for Trump in 2016, and they're hoping to do it again this year in 20. So understand, every you know, Florida was a key swing state, then Ohio was a key swing state, then it was in 16, everyone was surprised by Wisconsin. It's going to be Wisconsin again, the key state. So I went there, and they are absolutely trying to steal that election. I, it, this is not a partisan issue. You know, if Trump gets elected by the people, he, that's democracy. Live with it. But if he gets elected by stopping people from voting, that's not democracy. And that's what's happening in Wisconsin. It's not democracy. And it's not and the it's Russians. It's not what was happening in Georgia. And it's not the Russians. Uh, Greg? Um, no, I didn't, you know, I didn't see a single Russian there. And you know what? The Russians didn't provide the purge list. The Russians didn't tell... The, uh, the University of Wisconsin, which, by the way, so they had regents appointed by Scott Walker, a chancellor support, appointed by Scott Walker, the right-wing Republican, who was thrown out by the voters. Because, by the way, you know, you can't – by the way, don't get discouraged about voting just because they try to steal your vote. Because they showed in Wisconsin, when the Democrats took over and kick out Scott Walker, that they can't steal all the votes all the time. But they try. So Walker appointed – the Wisconsin Board of Regents and Chancellor, who would make sure that the students would not be issued IDs that would allow them to vote. They were not deliberately, and I'm telling you deliberately, because I, I, I didn't decide this myself. A lawyer with the Board of Elections said it was deliberate to stop the students from voting in 16, and that gave Trump, Wisconsin, and the White House. That is so cynical. You know, to stop a student on their first vote ever. Uh, The implications of that reverberate in many different ways. Greg, let's talk just a moment about uh, uh, Iowa. Now Tom Perez is uh, the genius of the corporate Democratic Party, now wants to start a recount. What do you think about that? Oh, well, you know, they are, it's it's, uh, uh, FOB, fear of burning. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, they're ninety-seven percent counted. Go on, yeah. go on. Yeah, so I, I, it's not. I'm not endorsing any candidate. You know, I really right. not. Uh, you I know, understand. Uh, let, let the people uh-huh. decide. I'm a journalist, and by the way, I'm, I'm doing these investigative reports for Flashpoint and for now the Guardian newspapers, Guardian USA, and um, you know what we have, and we see it in California, which we shouldn't forget about March third is is the primary in california um in iowa okay you have this crazy system where when they count the votes you know so when they said Buttigieg was ahead it was in this strange delegate count business phase it's a really complex system of delegate counting which is so complex that most of the people involved in the count don't even know how to calculate it which was one of the problems that they ran into if you go deeper into the data and you just look at the number of voters. Remember how democracy used to be like counting the number of voters, Dennis, in your good old days? Yeah, I like that. Well, if you count the number of voters, Bernie walked away with Iowa. It's just that if you win 
in, it goes by, it's almost like an electoral college system. So that if you, for example, Bernie won super heavy in areas of Des Moines. Well, that's overbalanced by delegate wins by Buttigieg in r- small, low turnout rural areas. So it's kind of a mini electoral college system that they have in Iowa. So when they say that it's, that it's either even or it's, uh, or it's Buttigieg, what they're saying is we're not talking about voters. We're talking about the delegate count. And the delegate count is a complete cluster flower. I'll put it that way. Yes. Uh, and, of course, the uh, what it looks like now, I mean, something like uh, four or 5,000 votes. Sanders is about four or 5,000 votes up in the, in the real count. Uh, the delegate yes. count is like 26.6 to 26.1. Um, but uh, I, I just can't understand. We're out of time, Greg. But I, can you give me the one-liner on why uh, Tom Perez would think at this moment in, uh, in time it would be good to start counting this one over again? Well, because they know when they're done. The, the, the fraction will end up with with Sanders or close enough that it's pretty clear that that he's uh, that he ended up on top and there's a panic by the by the national party and remember this this app that was created that created this that started out creating the disaster was created by um, basically the Clinton crowd in the party uh, and it's it's look it smells and you know and and I hope that our next report, before the California primary, we will talk about the massive, massive problems of California, because that's where the Democratic leadership is going to try to block Sanders. It's not a matter of whether you're for or against Sanders, it's whether you're for or against democracy. All right. Well, we're gonna let's get to that next week. Uh, we've been speaking okay. with Greg Palace, the best democracy money can buy. Very important information about uh, uh, vote stealing uh, in uh, the upcoming elections. We're gonna watch it very closely. This is the Election Crimes Bulletin on Flashpoints with Greg Palace. Thank you, Greg. Check him out at gregpalace.com. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Dennis. Bye. That wraps it up for another edition of Flashpoints. Our executive producer is Dennis Bernstein. Our roving producer and producer of Flashpoints in Espanol is Miguel Gavilan Molina. Our technical director is Mike Biggs. For more information about the show, to listen to or download archived episodes, log on to flashpoints.net or visit our SoundCloud page at soundcloud.com forward slash flashpoints. For questions or comments about Flashpoints, you can contact Dennis at DennisJBernstein at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.